Testing. One, two, three. I don't think this... Is this thing on? Captain, I know we're in a hurry, but this puppy's starting to growl down here, you know what I mean? I hear you, stomach. I wanna be... friend and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 453, and I'm here once again, not just to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience the next time you go to the parks, but I want to also bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with the podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts every Wednesday, the books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So for many people, myself included, some of our favorite trips to Walt Disney World haven't been spent with family or friends, but when we've gone alone. And so this week, we're going to look at 10 reasons to go solo to Walt Disney World. And whether it sounds a little strange or maybe it's something you've thought about trying but have never done, we're going to share how and why to visit on your own and tips on getting the most out of your experience and even some things you can do solo that you may not have done otherwise. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information about upcoming WW Radio events and meets of the month and my Disney collection. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Welcome. How many in your party? Two? Uh, no. Just the one. <laughs> All right, party of one, follow me. Disney World alone? For some people, that very question or notion might sound silly, or like when I told some of my friends back in 2003 that I was going alone to Walt Disney World, they thought I was kind of crazy, and the jury's still out on that one. But nevertheless, going solo to Walt Disney World is neither crazy nor silly. In fact, I am not the only one who did it and still does it quite often. Because believe it or not, for many people, that's even the way that they prefer to visit the parks. Why, you may ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. Actually, I'm going to let them tell you. And we're not going to give you just one single reason. In fact, we're actually going to give you 10 reasons to go to Walt Disney World alone. And by 10, you know that probably means twice that amount. But joining me this week are some friends who have visited and continued to visit the parks alone and in no particular order of introduction other than ladies first and then alphabetic order i'd like you to please welcome terry darty to the show terry welcome hello thank you very much i am uh, i am super excited to have you on because when i was 
uh, when I talked about this topic, when it came up during the live broadcast last week, and I said, wow, we should really do this on the show. It's something that I've been thinking about for a while. I said, look, I'd love to involve, as I always do, involve some of you on the show. I said, tell me why you think you should be on or tell me your story. And you had like 10 people like email me and Facebook me and message me to uh, to make your compelling argument. You saw there was like top 10 reasons why Terry should be on the show. Exactly. I, you know, I thought maybe going over the top was exactly what was needed to get your attention. So, <laughs> Awesome. So, Terry, very quickly, when was the first time you ever visited Walt Disney World? The first time would be it was June 1972. Wow. So you have me beat, but not by much. <laughs> My mom said she took me to the um, the center before it opened, the preview center. But I don't remember that. So, and she didn't take any pictures. So, there's no actual proof that that happened. So, well, look, say with conviction, we'll believe anything. So, uh, <laughs> next again in order is uh, Maria Raboli. Maria, ciao, and welcome to the show. Ciao, Lou. Thanks for having me. And I know that you've been to Walt Disney World solo because I met you during one of your solo trips just a few months ago. That's right, and it was the highlight of my trip. <laughs> Listen, you don't flatter it will get you everywhere, but you don't need to say that anymore. You're already on the show, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and last but certainly not least is, and this is really your name, is Stan Solo. Hello, Lou. How Hello, are you, Maria, Stan? Harry. You are uh, you are from the Great White North, the uh, the land of poutine. Yes. Where, uh, where exactly, what part of Canada are you from? I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and I'm currently on a quest to find the best poutine in Manitoba. Listen, which if isn't you easy need... because everybody sells poutine here. <laughs> oh, it's, that sounds kind of like heaven to me. So, <laughs> so I, I'm really happy that you guys are joining me tonight because I think you're all going to bring something interesting and unique to the table. Because I'm going to tell you, when, and, and like I said in the introduction, when I went for the first time um my friends thought i was crazy and honestly i kind of thought i was too because it's it was so foreign to go to a place like this alone right because you go with your parents you go with your family you go with your kids um it really was and i'm using air quotes as if you can see me it was a research trip when i was working on the book and i will tell you i was really nervous the first time i went i'm like I it's going to be like high school all over again. I'm going to be sitting by myself in a corner. Somebody's going to come and steal my lunch money, but that's again another story. So, uh, just very quickly, let's sort of talk about the, the the first time that we went solo because I think for a lot of people this is something that maybe they've considered, but they say, well, I, I can't do it. Right? You don't go to you know Cancun alone. You don't go to you know Europe alone. I certainly can't go to Walt Disney World by yourself. So maybe in the same order of introduction, can you tell me about your first solo trip to Walt Disney World, when it was, and what that experience was like for you? And, and did you have that same fear before you went? So I'm first. So I will say um, there was no fear, but I'm not a normal person in that <laughs> aspect because I can be by myself. I'm never by myself because there's never a stranger in sight. I can talk to anybody. And actually, sometimes that really gets um, on my kids' nerves a little bit. Um, my son has a verb that he created called extroverting. 
And he says, oh, she's extroverting again. Let's just go over here in the corner and pretend like we don't know her. So um, my be that as it may, my first actual trip was April of this year when, like Maria said, I met you. And that was the highlight of my trip. I may, But I have an annual pass now, so I really want to do it again. Um, I had so much fun. I mean, I... By nightfall, I'd made at least four new friends. I mean, well, let's not even include all the friends I made, you know, in the nation, in the radio nation over there that afternoon. But just cast members and strangers alike. It was fantastic. So that's my first trip and one and only solo trip so far, but it will not be the last. And that's what I was going to ask you. And, and Maria, what about you? Well, my very first solo trip, it was in 2014. I went twice solo. I went in 2014 and 2015. And it was two very different trips. The first one in 2014, I actually, I was going through a very rough year in my life. And all of a sudden, I was like, I really need to unplug from everything and go somewhere where everybody's happy all the time, where I do not have to face reality for a little bit. And I was like, hmm, I might just go back to Walt Disney World because, you know, I used to go almost every year. And so I decided to go and it was kind of a crazy decision, but I was like, I think I needed to do it for myself. And there was a little bit of hesitation and, and I was a little nervous, of course, but the moment I arrived, I was like, I can totally do that, but this, this is great. And, you know, I'm also used, you know, here in New York, I, I go to restaurants by myself or I go to the movies by myself. It's not a big deal for me. So that that wasn't a problem. And I just I just really, really enjoyed it. And then the year after, uh, in 2015, that's when I met you, Lou, and I was just like, hey, I really loved it the first time. I'm going back. <laughs> so I did it again last year, and it was as lovely as the first one for sure. And so you say this is not obviously the first time that you've, you've traveled solo. Uh, anybody <laughs> listening to your accent knows that it's not, it's not a Brooklyn accent. Where are you originally from, and when did you come here? <laughs> it's from Queens. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was born and raised in Italy, and I arrived in New York. It was uh, what was it, 1998. So I've been here for a while now. Yep. Nice. And Stan, what about you? Well, for myself, I'm not much of a, despite my name, not much of a solo type person. I'm married and I have two daughters, and uh, I've never gone alone, but I've always wanted to. And when the WW Radio Star Wars cruise came up, I was like, we have to go. And my wife has actually never been to Disney. She's not a Disney fan and um, really doesn't have much of a desire to go to Disney. She did do the Alaska cruise, which she loved, with the uh, WW Radio Group. Um, so, But we decided that my daughter and I were going to go on the Star Wars cruise. Of course, once we realized it was February, and with her being a chocolatier, she wasn't able to get the time off work. So I was able to cross one of my uh, to-dos off my bucket list of doing a solo trip to Disney World. And I was a... Pretty nervous going into it, but in the end, it was probably my best trip I ever had. Wow. Cool. We'll dive a little bit more into that, but I want to just back up for a second because I'm sure people are listening going, wait a minute. Like, you're this huge Disney fan, and your wife doesn't like Disney and she doesn't <laughs> go to Disney? Like, why do you stay married to this woman? And then you said she's a chocolatier, and we all understood completely. 
Actually, it was my, it's my daughter that's a chocolatier, and she's also oh. a Disney fan. Wow. Yeah. She's a chocolatier yeah. and a Disney fan? Dare I yeah. say the per- perfect woman? <laughs> Very close, yes. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, and it's just like when you went on your first trip solo, did you guys get the same reaction that I did? Like my friends at the time thought I was like a crazy cat lady. Like I was like, why are they like, why are you going alone? Like you've got a family and you've got a friend or two. Why would you do that? Like, again, I was going for research and, and you know, it, it wasn't a normal trip where I was just going and riding rides. I was like spending an inordinate amount of time, like in magic kingdom, like in main street. But did you sort of get that same reaction from family and friends? They're like, wait a minute. Like, we get that you like the whole Disney thing, and I'm sure you, the listener, may have heard this as well, too. Like, don't you know that there's other places on the planet to go, and you're going by yourself? Like, did other people react to you the same way? My, in my case, probably not as much. No one was surprised because, like I say, I'm like one of the most outgoing people. They said, yeah, you won't be alone by the end of the day. But I will say yours is another level up because you're videotaping yourself most of the time. And I don't know that I could do that, that walk around talking to myself out loud with a video camera in front of me. I just, I don't know if I could do it. Terry, I do that when I don't have a video camera. So it's all the same. (laughs) Okay. Understood. I have to say for me, actually, no, my friends were very supportive, especially the first year because they knew I was, you know, I was, it was a rough one for me. So they were actually like, I think it's great that you're doing this for yourself. You love going to Walt Disney World. Just have fun, you know, leave the worries at home. And now the second year that I did it, that's when they started to be like, okay, what is wrong with you? <laughs> because I'm also one of those people that videotapes, but, you know, while I walk around and all that stuff. But, you know, no, they were very supportive, I have to say. They, they know. And I have crazy friends, too. So I guess I don't know if that helps, but I'm sure it does. And I had a, oh, sorry, I had a mixed reaction where I had uh, a lot of people that I worked with were thinking I was ready for the loony bin. And of all places to go Disney World, they're, you know, they have the mentality of this is for children. And then I also had other people that are like, oh, that's so cool. You know, we have the great time. And the ones that didn't get it back then still don't get it today. And I think that's a common thread, right? I think we all have friends or had friends that that maybe just don't, quote unquote, get it, right? They don't understand the attraction. They don't understand the affinity. They don't understand why we keep going back. Certainly maybe that we don't keep going, that we keep going alone. Like my friends at the time were like, man, you're insane and you'll probably be dead in six weeks if you keep on going, you know, traveling all by yourself. But it's funny too. Because when I first started going in, in 2003 when I was on – when I was doing these research trips and, and really there was no podcast yet. There was no social media as yet. A lot of what I was doing was really very, very foreign to me. I, I thought I was the only person doing it. And I'll never forget one of the trips that I was going down, somebody that had been active on uh, my discussion forums and things like that sent me a message saying, listen, man, I just moved – from Tennessee, and I really don't know anybody here, and I'm, I'm recently divorced, and I heard you're coming down. If you want, when you come down, we can get together and maybe meet up at Downtown Disney, just say hi, have you know dinner or drink or something. And I'm like, sure. Like That didn't sound creepy to me back then, although my friends were like, Are, really, you're going to be dead in six weeks. Although I will tell you that when I landed, I got off the plane, I got into my rental car, and I'm driving to Disney Springs, 
And I called my family. I'm like, listen, I got here. I'm on my way to Disney Springs. I'm on my way to downtown Disney. I'm going to meet some guy. All I know is that his name is Glenn and he's from Tennessee. So if you don't hear from me by midnight, call the police because that's all the information that I have on him. So um, Glenn fortunately did not kill me, although that I think was his intention in the first place. Well, we ended up being really good friends. And that's sort of the moral of that story was I came down alone but I left with a good friend. And I have a feeling that as we go through our lists, this is something that is going to be uh, somewhat consistent. And maybe that's sort of where we start is it all sort of take the leads or the conversation going. Because I think one of the reasons one of the, the reasons to go solo is you don't you can you don't have to be alone if you don't want to. Right. You know that you are in a uh, an environment where you are surrounded by like-minded people. And I think you all sort of touched on this a little bit, being able to chat with people when you want and make friends wherever you want. So sort of touch on the idea of, you know, going solo, but not being solo if you don't want to. Uh-huh. Yes, you, you've talked about the fact that, you know, you need that alone time and you go to, uh, what is the fast food when in Japan, you go there to, oh, to do grill. a lot. Yes, you go there to do your work, and I don't know that I could go there and be by myself because I go with the intent of meeting whoever. And, I mean, you just you can't take 10 steps at any one of the parks and not meet someone. I mean, if you can't meet a guest, you can meet a cast member, and you can strike up a conversation, and you can talk for a very long time. So, so you I'm, like going alone, but... You also sort of seem to go with the intent of being being outgoing and being friendly and trying to at least make a short term friendship while you're there. Yes. Well, I have a new Facebook friend from the last time I was there by myself. Well, I mean, I have several, including your meet, but not including that. I still made new friends on that day that we still keep in touch. So definitely friend making for me. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I. That was not something, you know, on my, on my radar. It's not like I went down hoping to make new friends or anything like that. But it was, of course, very easy to talk to people. Also, people were very fascinated <laughs> with the fact that I was there alone. So <laughs> they were asking me a lot, of, especially when, you know, if I was in a restaurant um, you know, we're sharing a table, for example, like I, I was a tapenado and, you know, of course I was there with other people and, they were like, okay, so we have three people, two people, and then it was just me sitting there, and everybody just looked at me. I was like, you're alone? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, there, and I remember this woman, she looked at me, and she was like, oh, is your husband sick at the hotel? I was like, nope, just me. <laughs> just me. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, there's something wrong with her. <laughs> Kids don't make eye contact with her. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but it, it was nice. It was nice to be able to just, you know, chat with people when you're, you know, when you're waiting online and exchange a few words and then just go your own way. So it, 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 you're right. Like you can make friends if you want to. You can have a conversation with whoever you want to. And then you don't have to keep going. <laughs> you just drop it there and that's it. And Stan, you too. Like you've gone alone but made friends and not just sort of for the duration of a meal or a trip, but have had friendships that have gone on long beyond that, right? Yes. On my uh, last trip, um, just entered Epcot and actually it was the very first attraction. I was standing in line 
were in the queue, and there was uh, a couple that were there uh, as well, and they were from Australia, and this was their very first trip into the uh, United States. And we started chatting for a bit, and I kind of told them a good place to sit or whatnot. And then after we finished that attraction, well, we went to the next attraction, and we kind of uh, joined, you know, sat together then, and kind of sort of hung out for the rest of the day. Next you know, well, we were getting hungry, so we went for lunch together, the three of us, and went, you know, exploring some more. And I was kind of a, a aspiring Lou Mangiello for the day, kind of <laughs> giving him all the ins and outs of Epcot that I learned from the, the, the show. And uh, they were thinking I was some kind of, like, major Disney nut, but it was mainly from listening to the show. And uh, then we ended up going for dinner together, and then we uh, picked out a good spot for illuminations, and the spot that they picked out was absolutely horrible, so they were glad that they were with me, because <laughs> we got a really good spot to watch illuminations. And after illuminations was over, we hung out for a few more hours, and we didn't actually part ways till 2 in the morning. They had a conference the next day, and... I was getting ready to go on the cruise the day after, so we weren't able to see get together for the next day. But we're we're still uh, chat quite a bit online, and uh, we're hoping to someday go to Australia and meet them, see wow. them again. And and I love that story, and it's fascinating to me. And I love the fact that it's not unique. I hear from so many other people, you know, exact stories that parallel the same things. They go alone with no intention of trying to, to meet somebody, right? They're not going to Walt Disney World like it's a singles bar, but they go and they meet somebody in line or they meet somebody at a restaurant and they form long-term friendships and relationships. And I think that's something to a certain degree that's really kind of unique to Walt Disney World. I kind of believe that Disney World brings out the best in people and people are just fr- – I don't know if it's the, the, the smell of popcorn on Main Street, but I think we're friendlier here and we're more – apt to start up a conversation or invite somebody to share a table or share uh, a viewing spot or something with us. And you know what, you never know where those brief little inter- interactions might turn into longer term friendships. Or a weird thing that happened um, when I was in the American Adventure uh, watching Voices of Liberty one time, and I was not alone, but there was a woman who was there with just her daughter and her camera wouldn't work. And she was about to cry because um, she voices of Liberty are a big deal to her and her daughter. So anyway, I, she said, would you take the picture? I said, absolutely. And all this. And so she goes, well, I need to get your email, find out where you're from. And she goes, I live about, you know, 30 minutes South of Atlanta. And all of a sudden I just had this really weird feeling. I was like, Oh my gosh. You live in McDonough, don't you? And she was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, so do I. And we shop at the same places and we never <laughs> met before. And so now I see her in McDonough a lot of times and we're just like, hey, when's your next trip to Disney planned? And so that was a very strange thing. So the opposite can happen too. You can meet your neighbors. Yeah. And that's happened. that actually happened to me years ago. I, I was traveling by myself and I met somebody that literally lived like five houses away. Um, that just happened to be down there. We hadn't seen each other in years. And that's where you run into each other is in Walt Disney World. So, But you all brought up something. And look, let's get the 800-pound oh-so-delicious chocolate gorilla out of the way and talk about dining. Because I think dining is another great reason to go alone, right? Not because you don't necessarily have to share your food with anybody else. But I think the ability to go and eat whatever wherever, whenever you want to go is incredibly liberating 
um, especially if you're like me and really like your food. And you don't have to worry about if everybody else likes your type of food. Maybe you want to try Morocco or go to Japan, and maybe you don't want to share. And you don't need a reservation, and you can walk up a lot. So talk about the idea of dining alone. And I think this is something that is sometimes a potential negative for people. They don't like the idea of having to go and eat by yourself, where I and, and maybe you guys think about it a little bit differently. I think being able to dine alone is actually very fun. It's very liberating. And I think you can have some really great experiences that way. You were the one that um, <laughs> no put it on, put the idea in my head, which I thought no one would go for. And um, during either Flower and Garden Festival or Food and Wine Festival to just grab what you want when you want it and eat it on top of a trash can. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do that when I go by myself. And by golly, I did it. And I ate at 340 in the afternoon. <laughs> so It was like so weird because I had eaten at like 12. And I was like, you know what, though? I really want that little barb that smokehouse thing. They have an American adventure. I want right now. So I did. So that was part of the joy. It was just. You've got a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility when you're going alone. You don't have to worry about who's hungry for what, when. That is very true. And Maria, I know that you are a fellow foodie. So this, so this is very much in your wheelhouse. It surely is, Lou. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I believe the easy, the easiest way to uh, to find a good spot in a good restaurant at Walt Disney World is to go solo. Like when I traveled there by myself, I didn't make any reservations. And I just walked up to, you know, restaurants that I wanted to try. And I was like, hi, it's just me. Do you have a spot? And every single restaurant was like, sure, you, you, you have to wait 15 minutes. I was like, great. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. So I was able to do that. And, and it was fantastic because also it didn't really tied me down to a specific schedule you know i was walking around the park and all of a sudden you know there's a restaurant i'm hungry and i'm like okay let's try it so i i did enjoy that and um i was laughing because terry was saying you know i ate at 340 and that was so weird and for me because i have a crazy schedule i was like I, you know that's like <laughs> that's my snack in the subway going somewhere at 340 <laughs> but uh but it's great that you enjoy that freedom. You know, you, you walk around, you feel like having a bite, you have a bite, and uh, and you don't have to share it with anybody. And I think that's, you know, <laughs> that's a big plus. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> it's okay. You're among friends. We all feel the same. <laughs> I, I love you all, but I'm not sharing my cronut with anyone. Right. Of you. We'll share if we have to, but deep down, I'm really like, get your fork out of my plate. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Stan, what about you in terms of, of dining on your own? You know, I never even thought of checking into uh, a table service restaurant to see if they had any openings because I just assumed they would all be, be booked, even being solo. I'll have to try that next time. But uh, and I, when I went, I didn't make any plans either. I just actually what I do is I catch the first bus that shows up in my resort, and that's which park I'm going to that day. And uh, I, when I go to for for dining, I been doing I did the quick service, and I'm comfortable eating alone, so that's that wasn't an issue with me. I know for some people that might might be an issue, but there's quiet spots in Disney World where you could go and have a have a snack or have a have, take a break. But uh, I'll definitely have to try that. Uh, I'm by myself. Is there any way you can get me a one seat at your table? 
trick next time I go. Absolutely. The other thing to, to think about, too, is if you really want to, um, and I, I'm sort of getting ahead of the game, but if you really want to go someplace maybe that you've never been before, maybe treat yourself to a nice meal, a lot of restaurants like uh, California Grill have counter space. So you can go to California Grill without having to worry about making a table service, you know, having a me party and a table for one and go and eat the full menu right at the counter. I know you could do it there. You can do it at uh, places like Flying Fish. So that's another option as well. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, star- I'm starving, by the way. Just <laughs> no, no, I, it's funny because <laughs> I started to picture food right now in my head. <laughs> it's just so wrong. But I, th- I think it's also important to, you know, if you're doing a solo trip, it's it, it's very empowering, I think, on a personal level to be there by yourself. It's it's you know, it's me time. You're really taking care of yourself. And, you know, I always say it's important to take care of yourself first. And then because it's the only way then then you can actually take care of others if you if you give love to yourself first. And I think it's important that you try to go also to to a restaurant and have a sit down meal by yourself. It's I know, as Stan was saying, you know, some some people don't feel as comfortable but um, there's really nothing weird with it. You just sit there, you have a lovely meal, and it's, you know, it's your me time. So I, I recommend that to everybody. And you can – look, and then that's the thing. You have the option. If you want to strike up a conversation with somebody else, you certainly can do it. But, but you mentioned you – know, I think the way you phrased it was very interesting to me, and it, it, it piqued my interest. You said solo trips are very empowering mm-hmm. on a personal level. And I think that you – and maybe I'm misinterpreting – but I think that you mean that beyond empowering, like, I choose to go here now. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It's, it, you know, you go on a solo trip and no matter what, I mean, you, you're going to feel a little nervous. I mean, everybody will at the very beginning. But then when you're there by yourself and you're doing all those things by yourself, you're going to realize, wow, I can actually do it. I'm, I'm enough. And I'm complete and I'm whole. And I know I'm going into, you know, a crazy new age talk. I'm not going to go there, I promise. But <laughs> there's that, that kind of energy that you start feeling. And you feel a strength. In, everybody has a strength inside that sometimes we don't even realize that we have it. And you kind of feel that. You feel very, very strong. You feel very confident. You, mm-hmm. feel, um, you feel comfortable in your own skin. And so I think it's a very, it's a very empowering trip for that for that reason. If that makes any sense to you guys, <laughs> it, it does. And and I thought the same thing. I thought about confidence. You know, I'm I'm do, I'm on my I'm I'm alone, but I'm okay. I choose to do this, and I'm happy. It's not because you know what, Maria, you're good enough. You're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people <laughs> like you. <so. laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you do feel that way, and and. The thing that I was worried about the first time I went was I'm going to look like the guy that's here by themselves. I'm going to be ostracized like, oh, look at the poor guy who has no friends. And it's not like that at all. And I think sometimes you even get additional attention from cast members, etc., because they see that you're alone and they strike up conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It happens. And I also think it's like, you know, when you walk around in the parks – nobody's going to notice that you're alone because right. it's just, there's so much madness and everybody's walking around. And so you, you don't feel like singled out. You really don't. Um, so, but, but you're right. People will then, 
you know, start talking to you, maybe if you're online or if you're at the restaurant. And it's just, you know, you also get some extra attention that it's always nice. Well, and let's sort of go from, you know, again, I, we, it's, it's ironic that we put dining first, but let's sort of go to the attractions. Because I think in terms of if you want to go and ride attractions, I think there's a lot of benefits to going alone, too. Because you, A, you can ride what you want to when you want and, and maybe not miss things because other people they don't like this attraction or it's too high or it's too fast or the line's too long and look when when you think about riding attractions i have three words for you single rider line um and <laughs> and the ability i think to to re-ride like you know what i'm gonna ride the tta three times in a row and there's nobody to tell me that i can't do it um so what do you guys think in terms of the attractions and the benefits of going alone riding attractions quote unquote alone because again you can be as alone as you want to now do you want to specifically to stay with rides because i was about to go on my (laughs) three hour stint in one man's (laughs) dream that no one in my family or any of my friends that have gone with me want to do um but rides yes i there are some that i would prefer to skip altogether that no one ever wants to skip. I'm not even going to mention any of them. <laughs> Although some of them match Tim Foster's I'm afraid to ride. But um, well, I mean, they could be shows too. I mean, you know, attraction is a ride, a show, whatever. No, no, I, I can ride Splash Mountain until I'm completely drenched and I can ride it over and over and be completely happy doing that. And single rider is just like an amazing thing that really almost matches up to Fast Pass. I mean, and I'm so used to taking huge groups. I, I was a youth coordinator at church and have done the um, Nights of Joy. That was that was something in and of itself. And there are at least four different times that I've brought eight people down to Disney and planned that trip down to every ride, every meal, made all the reservations and all that kind of stuff. And I can't tell you how freeing it was the first time <laughs> going by myself and just like okay i'll just ride spaceship earth again i don't care if they think it's corny i'm doing it again so it was that was awesome and and just in doing that and having that freedom and doing the single rider line because i'd never done the single rider line until i went by myself maria what about you I agree. The single rider lines is just, it's the best thing ever invented on earth. (laughs) It's just like, you know, when you see all these people standing online for like 40 minutes and you're like, sorry, I'm just going to go through it. Um, It's it's very, it's wonderful feeling. Um, But also I think it's, it's great because you can do, you know, the same ride over and over again. Maybe, you know, if you go there with uh, with a group, you know, I've been to Walt Disney World with, like, a large group with just two people, so with all kind of different sizes of groups. But, you know, when I was there, for example, with a larger group, you know, you do a ride, and then, you know, maybe you want to do it again, but everybody else is like, no, we want to do this. You kind of have to follow everybody. And if you're there alone, if you feel like doing it again right after... You can. So, again, you have that freedom to enjoy the ride that way. And um, and also something that I do want to say, if you do a roller coaster by yourself, do scream at the top of your lungs. Please do. It's amazing. It's you, like, you, just, you just let it go. It's, a, it, it's not a very empowering moment. <laughs> Stan, what about for you in terms of, of the, the attractions and how you experience them? 
Well, for me, the attractions that uh, I don't do are the ones where you scream at the top of your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to be able to do Tower of Terror, but I just can't. I'd, like to be able, I'd love to do Star Tours over and over again, but I just can't. But uh, I do enjoy going to One Man's Dream and spending you know, 45 minutes an hour looking at every detail in there. Uh, Animal Kingdom, I watched a bird make a nest for nearly an hour, and I didn't have anybody saying, okay, you know what, Stan, this is starting to get kind of boring. And I took more pictures at Animal Kingdom on this trip than ever before. And I consider the, uh, the animals a part of the attractions. And the single rider line, I was able to, uh, even I don't know if there is one or not, but when I was going through the great movie ride, it was quite the lineup. And I just mentioned to one of the cast members that I'm riding alone. And she goes, oh, no problem. I'll take you up front here. And she <laughs> kind of yeah. right past everybody. I don't know if there was an official single rider line, but they, that cast member, like you said, would take care of me. And uh, when I went on the um, great movie ride, or no, not great movie ride, the uh, it's a small world. Same thing. I, I don't know. They they saw I was on all by myself and front boat over and over again. Front boat, which is my favorite spot to sit. Yeah, and you know that actually brings up a, a couple of different points. One uh, about speed and sort of getting around and doing things faster. But I think the thing that really I take away from that, not just in terms of attractions, but how you spend your day and your evening. I think one of the big reasons why to go alone is because of the flexibility that it affords you. The fact that you can do what you want, when you want, not having to worry about who wants to do what and when. And sometimes coordinating a family of four when you've got four differing opinions about who wants to do what when is sometimes tough to navigate especially when it's in the middle of summer and 175 degrees outside, it gets a little bit more difficult. But I think that you're able to, for the most part, plan less and actually do a lot more, right? So we sort of stand touched on the, the, the speed of being able to do things too. That affords you, I think, a lot of freedom and flexibility in terms of, and maybe going back to what Maria said, sort of feeling empowered. You step foot into the park of your choice that morning, wherever you feel like you decide that you want to go and say, you know what, what do I feel like doing now? I don't have to check with anybody else. And, you know, for me, when I travel with people, I'm so cognizant of what they want to do. I put their desires over my own. And sometimes we do that, you know, to, and sacrifice. When you go by yourself, you don't have to do that. You know, the only person you have to worry about satisfying and making happy is you. So I think that freedom and flexibility to do what you want when, like you said, Maria, is incredibly empowering. I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, you go at your own pace. And uh, again, you feel you feel good about yourself after. It, it, it's, a, it's a weird feeling that I, I hope everybody will get to experience one way or another in their lives. But also there's no... You know, I didn't do a lot of planning when I did my solo trips, um, and that kind of took away a lot of the stress sometimes that you can have when you go on such a big trip with a big group. Um, I did have my fast passes, you know, because, you know, there are obviously rides that I really enjoyed and I know they're popular, so I tried to book those. But, you know, there were a couple that, you know, I, I didn't make, and I was like, that's okay. <laughs> you know, I'll try something else. Um but I, I, I love that. I love that I didn't, you know, I woke up in the morning and I was like, hmm, what do I feel like going or doing today? And I just, you know, I, I decide kind of on the spot. And it kind of, it teaches you also a little bit of living in the moment and just be present and just go with the flow. And again, I'm going on an energy. No, I, I, I'm talk. with you. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's, um, 
<laughs> it's not as hippie new age as you think because <laughs> I, I get it and I, and I understand that feeling because it's nice to be able to sometimes just stand in the hub and go, you know what, what do I feel like, what do I feel like doing now? What's going to make me happy right now? And, and, and to that point, that almost would lead me into something else that I sort of had on my mental list is the ability to just go off and explore, right? I think we can learn more and enjoy more sometimes when we're on our mo on our own. We can walk down, uh, you know, uh, an area that maybe we've never been before. I'm going to walk into the back of Morocco. I'm going to explore those winding streets, something maybe my kids wouldn't have wanted to do. You can take all the pictures that you want. If you want to just sit like Stan and eat 11 buckets of popcorn and people watch all day, you can do that. Like you can put down the map and just wander and go off the beaten path and explore a park, an attraction, a hotel, whatever it is that you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's true, too, because um, my family actually knows that even when I'm with them, there's this one hour, maybe an hour and a half per trip. And I'm talking like a whole week long trip that we do all together. Big, huge group of us. But there's this one hour that I have that I want everybody to go shop so that I can be by myself and people watch. And that is waiting for illuminations in Italy, Maria, because that is the best spot <laughs> until Disney realized it was the best spot and took it away <laughs> from dessert parties. But we won't go there. Um, but that is just like one thing that I loved and something Stan said that reminded me um, I, I have a friend that goes with us that uh, makes fun of me for being an old lady for how much I love to take pictures of birds. And my whole family gets so impatient with me on Maharaja Jungle Trek and the aviary because I really want great pictures of every bird in that aviary. And they get so impatient with me. So that is another thing that I love to do by myself. Click. I can just click for two hours if I want to and nobody to complain. So... <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, Terry, you had something said something too. Like, you know what? If you feel like spending three hours on Main Street on USA, Main Street. you can do that. Absolutely. I would love to take, like, say I had a great audio guide by somebody, <laughs> whoever, you know, and I could just take my time going down Main Street and just listen to that audio guide and make sure that I caught every hidden corner, every nook and cranny on the street and just really take it all in. That would be awesome. If only, if only somebody did one, say for the entire magic kingdom. Oh, wouldn't that just be awesome? (laughs) Then I could walk around aimlessly at be our guest restaurant going, where is this tomb town? Oh, Well, Main Street USA is an attraction in all in itself. You can easily spend a lot of time just exploring that whole area. You know, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm going to tell you, and, and so maybe this one is only me. Um, so because because the first time I've gone solo, and as I continue to go solo, I, I have a, a family. <laughs> there was one thing that I used to love being able to just go back to my hotel at the end of the night. And just have the room and have the bed all to myself. That the little bit of privacy that I had when I got back there. And if you want to sleep late, you can. If you want to get up early and be there before rope drop or have breakfast and be there for rope drop, you can do that too. So in terms of 
staying on property is sort of where I was going with that. Whether it's having the, the room or the bed to yourself or going at the pace that you set for yourself, right? If you have a, if you want to, you know, get up early and go do Chef Mickey's for breakfast, you can. If you want to take your time and just leisurely stroll into the park after a morning at the pool, you can do that too. Once again, without having to worry about two, three, four other people that might have conflicting ideas of how they want to spend their day. And may I add room service, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Being alone on your giant bed with, you know, breakfast, the room service, bliss. <laughs> okay, as long as it wasn't just me. I was thinking this. <laughs> nope, I'm there. I'm right there. <laughs> I always say that when I go, I go before the park opens, usually a half hour before the park opens, and I'm usually one of the last ones to leave leave the park at night. And uh, one of the... Uh, I always say I could sleep in a sink and I'd be comfortable. I'm so tired by the time I get back to my room. But having that king bed all to yourself is something special. I Listen, man, I agree. <laughs> the first time I did it, I was like just laid all out. I'm like, this is awesome. I was like, I miss you guys so much. Oh, my God, this is awesome. Like I love being on the bed on my own. Um, but it, like, it's like I said, you know, being able to sort of choose – um, you know, how you decide to approach the parks during the game. Again, it goes back to this idea of um, flexibility. So let's talk about something else, too, which is obviously in terms of cost, it's much less expensive to go as a solo, as it, it and not, I don't mean a stand solo, but an individual, uh, as opposed to taking everybody else. But, but not obviously overstating the obvious, what that I think allows you potentially do sometimes is to treat yourself, right? Going alone, I think you afford the opportunity because you are saving money, maybe not traveling with other people, you can treat yourself to a dinner show, a special experience um, without having to get, you know, tickets for four. So if you want to go to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, you can, or treat yourself to a spa day or the hoop-de-doo or a backstage tour or even a special, you know, a special souvenir, you can do that because, once again, you might be saving as opposed to bringing the whole tribe down. Maybe I can finally try Blue Zoo. Uh, listen, I, I'm with you. Maybe you shouldn't go. Don't go to Blue Zoo alone. Take me with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really need to try that. I saw your picture the other day of the lobster, Cantonese lobsters. I, I've never had it. Oh, so. it's so good. <laughs> But um, I would, yeah, you said backstage tour. Uh, I did my very first one not very long ago. Uh, my husband and I actually did that one together, but I would love to go. And I think it wouldn't have to be as well planned. You probably could call pretty last minute and get, I mean, not last, last minute for a backstage tour, but, you know, right. later on, maybe just like a month out and go, you know what, I want to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I would love to do that. I also have never seen... I shouldn't admit this, but um, the good night kiss, because everyone is always tired and they right. always make me go back to the room. And I want to be the last one on Main Street. I really do. So you what? The, here's the secret. You write about like, say the park closes at 11, about 10 o'clock. You get yourself a piece of chocolate peanut butter fudge from the <laughs> confectionery. I'm trying to help you stay awake. And then you wait okay. for everybody else to leave, and you be, you try and be that last person out of the park because you're all sugared up anyway. So that's right. So you just shop in the emporium until exactly. everyone's basically gone. And oh, there we go. Shop okay. and wander. So Maria and then Stan, this idea of treating yourself to something a little special because you go alone. Have you done that in the past? 
Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, first of all, for, with me, started really with the with the hotel. I'm, uh, I love the Polynesian. It's, it's usually the hotel that you know I pick when I go. But you know, sometimes if you go there with other people or with a big group, it starts to be pretty expensive. And um, when I was by myself, I was able to treat myself to the poly, and I had. Um, actually, I found a great deal. It was like a suite. It was way, way too much room for just me, but I still enjoyed it. And I used every single corner in the room. Um, so I, I treat myself to that and I really enjoyed it. And also I went to um, Mickey Not So Scary Halloween Party by myself. And, um, and it was lovely. And it was, you know, I, that year I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go dressed up by myself, <laughs> even, even though I was very tempted. I was very, very tempted. Um, but I, I did a little bit of a Disney cosplay, so I, I went for that. But um, I still enjoy that. And also, you know, again, because I was by myself, I was able to find very easily a great spot to watch the parade um, or the fireworks, or, you know, even if you want to watch a show, if it's just one person, it's much easier to, to find the spot there as well. But, um, yeah, going back to just treating yourself, I think it's great because you do save some money and you're able to put those, you know, whatever you saved into a little splurge that it's always good. It's good for your soul. Do it, people. I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Stan, what about you? Have you have you gone alone and sort of splurged? And again, a splurge could be, uh, you know, I'm not talking about the sixty five thousand dollar Crystal Castle on Main Street. A splurge could be <laughs> a, a, a hotel room. It could be a, mm-hmm. a nice meal. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, of course. The uh, w- the only thing I did book was the Keys to the Kingdom tour, and the only reason why I did book that was because I was going on a solo trip. I can't picture my daughter wanting to be uh, on that trip. I mean, there's rides to be ridden and attractions to be seen and do. So I, once I realized I was going to be going solo on this trip, one of the first things and the only thing I did book was the Keys to the Kingdom tour. And my uh, hotel of, or resort of choice is always Riverside. So because I was on my own, I figured oh, I don't need such a big, a big room. So I did. I actually went for two weeks. So the first week I did the uh, Pop Century. And then the second week I booked Riverside on my for my for myself which was an absolute dream place wait was this two weeks back to back by yourself Actually, it was uh i went for one week where i stayed at pop century then i did the cruise and then i did a week at riverside respect oh you, you are a brave man I, I i would say i do two or three days by myself but wow my hat's off to you, sir. <laughs> you can see you why just got the respect trip. and admiration of so many people. Wow. You, just, you just took the solo trip to a whole new level. <laughs> you sure did. Amen. <laughs> you can see why this was my best trip ever. <laughs> yeah, good for you. you just better hope that your wife and kids aren't letting you hear you say, say that. <laughs> But listen, I think we can all agree, like even those who, who you know, might have gone with family or might go with friends, sometimes your solo trips are the best trips ever. And, and Maria, you said something that made me think about this too. And, and Terry, you had said something. You know, when you go by yourself and yes, you can ride what you want and eat what you want and, and see what you want and walk wherever you want, I think you also have so much more freedom and flexibility to just, you know, you go be you. So 
If you want to get dressed up, you can do it. If you want to cry during wishes, you can do it. If you want to go and stand online to meet a, a character, that might be considered to others a waste of time. That might be fun for you. You're able to do that without worrying about any judgment from anybody else, whether it, it's you know articulated or, or silent judgment that may be your fear hall. You know what? I really want to do this, but everybody's going to think I'm such a dork that I want to stand online and meet and hug Mickey Mouse. You can go and do that. I don't care how young or how old you are. And I think, again, sort of circling back to, to Maria's word, I think that's very empowering. Like if you want to go and laugh or cry or do whatever, you can do that without being uh, – yeah. any sense of embarrassment. <laughs> and I think, you know, you also – you can eat like two or three cronuts in a row and <laughs> – and you'll be just fine. I love how you keep coming back to the cronut. That's awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, the, um, the the character thing. Actually, um, my character obsession started because I came up with a gift idea for a friend um, of having every character I could find greet her and wish her a happy birthday because she wasn't able to go one year. And um, the people that I did go with, became very impatient with me they were just very uh, oh another character line i was like yeah, no, you don't have to go y'all go shopping or whatever they're like okay we'll be waiting for you whenever you're done i was like okay <laughs> but i was having the time of my life and that gift um i should have y'all watch the video sometime but it, it was awesome i mean it was one after the other after the other and it became so much more than just characters i did cast members and everything else but standing in line for that it didn't Standing in line for characters is so much fun, even when you're all by yourself, because you get to watch little children who have never met that character before just light up when they meet Aurora or Belle or, or whoever it is, you know, and you get to see these interactions. Some of the interactions I've seen with Gaston just, oh, they send me laughing over the edge. They're just so funny. And I, oh. There's nothing like that. Watch it, people watching people, even while you're in line, just makes the time go by. I agree, Maria. Stan, anything else to add there? There's just a lot of sushi that you can eat by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maria clearly knows the way to my stomach. She's mentioned sushi. She's mentioned cronuts. That's why Those we got along so famously. Right? They're my weaknesses, but it's true. It, you know, you can you can really follow your own you know your own rhythm there's something also like uh, when i i went i went it was in uh, september so it wasn't as crazy crowded as it is right now probably in the summer um and usually in the morning i like to take my time even though i you know i wake up pretty early and i still unfortunately get on the computer and do some work because that's who i am but um I was able to, for example, go to the pool in the morning and have my Mickey waffles right there and just enjoy that. And there was nobody in the pool. Nobody. It was like maybe like 8.30 or 9 a.m. And I have pictures just literally just me there. And it's just, it feels so nice. Like you, you actually, you kind of recharge yourself. You really, I didn't do, you know, sometimes 
you do those um, Walt Disney World trips and you come back home and you feel like you need a vacation from your vacation because there's so much things that you've done and you're tired and, you know. When I went by myself, I never felt that way. You know, I came back home and I felt like, you know, I have a lot of energy right now because I was able to pace the trip at my own, at my own rhythm, if this makes sense. Right. <laughs> it does. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear, uh, maybe there's something that, um, that you guys feel might be another um, reason that maybe we haven't touched on. And if you have one more I'd like to go through it, but I do want to hit on one thing that I think is really, really important that I have felt and I know other people that have traveled or have asked me about traveling solo have felt. I will tell you, there's a lot of things that make a Walt Disney World experience incredibly unique. And I think one of the things that I felt from the first time I've gone and every time since and with allow, uh, uh, recommending to other people to do the same is in terms of safety. It is the one place I had always felt completely safe traveling to on my own, always. And that was in the morning, at night, walking through my resort, walking wherever it might be, driving somewhere. I think this is probably one of the safest places to go if you are traveling by yourself. Again, for the most part, you are really never alone but I never had any sort of fear or concern. And I travel a lot um, on my own to, to speak or to go to conferences. And I don't necessarily get that same type of feeling that I continue to get when I go to Walt Disney World. And maybe you guys could just very quickly um, touch on the feeling of traveling, the, the safety about traveling to Disney World by yourself. It is weird that you said it because I was just about to quote. Um, I watched a rerun of Bones the other day. And there was an, an intern named Nigel. He always had these just weird facts all the time. And he talked about loving to go to Quebec because he said, did you know that it is as safe to be in Quebec as it is to be in Disney World? And they were all <laughs> impressed with that because that was the comparison. And I went, and that's it right there. Boom. Um, I constantly say to my friends, you know, um, we, we have a local theme park here whose name shall not be mentioned, but everyone who knows me knows that I have disdain for that place. And it's because I've been to Disney and it's because now once you've been to Disney, you, you can't go back to the other place. You, you just can't. And, and I always say, you know, and they talk about, you know, crime happening there in that area and all that. And I go, why is that? Because where is it not? And they, everybody goes, I know, I know Disney world. And I said, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, with everything happening in the world today, I still go on and on about how safe I feel at Disney always alone with a crowd with, when my children were very small, my son got separated from us once two minutes the cast members found him it took them two minutes to find him i was like oh my word so it's just amazing i love disney world for that reason among others (laughs) (laughs) i I agree i mean it's definitely a very safe place it's i i probably bring a different experience than you guys i mean you have a family you have kids i don't i have a cat so that tells a lot about me um (laughs) don't judge please um but I also, you know, I live here in New York and, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't get scared very easily. So to me, it's never, I, you know, it's, it's not like I, I 
I felt like, oh, well, Disney World, I'm going to go there because I'm going to feel safe. That was never, like, one of uh, the reasons for me. But on the other side, I know that it's one of those places where nothing will happen. It's just, it's so, there's a lot of peace and, and there's a lot of happiness in the part, you know, the, the happiest place on earth. Um, and it feels that way. You really feel that energy and you feel very calm. You feel very protected in a way. And so I think it's, a, it's, it's a, if you've never taken a solo trip, I think to start with Walt Disney World is probably the best place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Stan, you're from, you're from Canada where everybody is nice, so. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, well, I, say Quebec. I, I would have to say that the, the staying on a Disney resort would make you even more safer in that regard. You know, you know, you're not leaving the Disney bubble, as it were, and there's so many people around you all the time, and you're, you're on a bus, and you're, you're less likely for something to happen on that bus than, say, like a New York subway or something. And uh, that's what I, I feel comfortable knowing that. I agree. So, all right, so very quickly, um, Terry, then Maria, and then Stan, if there's anything else either that we hadn't touched on or that you feel or uh, maybe sort of uh, a wrap-up idea in terms of going to Walt Disney World by yourself. Um, I think you hit on every single point that I had other than um, there is a uh, – a couple of people that I take that constantly tell me while I'm doing a mantra in my head of go slow for them, go slow for them. And I hear a voice somewhere outside of my head going, Terry, you're going too fast. And I'm like, oh, so um, I love being able to go at my own speed. However, fast or slow I want to go, I can go. But um, uh, just uh, for anyone, even even the introvert, the, the shy person who, who doesn't want to get out there and talk to people, uh, cast members just have a way of knowing whether or not you want to be talked to a lot or whether or not you want to be left alone. I mean, they just have that sixth sense about them. I would recommend it to anyone, anytime, because you really can get a feel for Disney and you can't do it with family in the same way that you can do it by yourself. It, it, you can just absorb so much more of Disney and that spirit and that embodiment that it has that just it embodies everything good. Like Maria was saying, it empowers you. It's fantastic. So I would recommend going by yourself at least once. Uh, and I that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, you guys are helping to make a very compelling argument for somebody who may have thought about it or may not have thought about it before. So Maria. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And, you know, I think it's also important to be able to unplug from your life for a few days if you can. And I also believe that every single one of us has still that child inside in your heart, that crazy little child that loves to go to Walt Disney World or ride a roller coaster or just, you know, have an ice cream walking down Main Street in USA, I, I think you have to also feed that child um, in your heart. If you can, do it every day. That's my suggestion to you because I think it's important to keep that smile and that innocence in your heart. Uh, but there's no other, uh, there's no better place to do it than Walt Disney World. And to go there by yourself, you kind of get in touch with a part of your, or at least it was my personal experience that I was able to get in touch with 
a side of myself that it was a little, it was hidden for a bit. And, and it was nice to, to find it again and to find that energy and to find that enthusiasm for life and that happiness because it's just, you're surrounded by it 24-7 and there's no way you're going to be, you're going to be sad at Walt Disney World. So if you need an extra smile and extra happiness, I think it's, it's the way to do it. And you know what? It's funny you said that because I think back to traveling to Disney World or Disneyland on my own and there were times that I saw something that would make me smile, whether it was the welcome show or seeing Disneyland's Main Street for the first time, and I caught myself smiling from ear to ear. And I might not have done that if I was with, you know, other people, because they'd be like, what, did, what is this crazy person, <laughs> what are you smiling about? But I think you're right. There is something um, infectious about that place in, in a very happy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mr. Solo? I uh, pretty much have a couple of tips for someone who might be thinking about doing it, going on a solo trip and they're not sure about a couple of things. Uh, one of the things is you're, I mean, people, some people are into selfies and some people are not into selfies. They like to get a picture of themselves in front of Space Mountain or what have you. If you see somebody else with the uh, camera taking a family picture, you know, offer to take their picture for them. Say, you know what, hey, get into the picture. I'll take, you give me your camera, I'll take a picture. And after you're done doing that, Whip out your camera and say, hey, would you mind taking one of me? And 100% of the time, people will be more than happy to take your picture. So that's uh, one of the things if you're thinking about if you are going on a solo trip. And the other one is um, if you are starting to feel a little bit lonely, um, the Internet is, a, is your friend. Uh, pull out your Periscope app and do a quick Periscope. You'd be amazed at how many people are always more than willing to chat on Periscope about Disney World. They just go on the map and they see where you are. And I did that when I was at the French Quarter. I pulled out the uh, periscope and I started walking around. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And before I knew it, I had about 20 people there that were chatting with me. And it was, I didn't feel alone at all. Yeah, and I think that's part of the takeaway too is, you know, because I think people are saying, well, Lou, you know, what, there's downsides to going. I have to dine alone. I have to sit with strangers. You know, the, you can... As much as you want, whether it's via social media, sharing your experiences with people that way, or just leaning over and chatting with somebody in line for an attraction, or the person sitting next to you on your small world boat, or sitting next to you uh, or asking to share a table at, at a counter service restaurant, you can initiate those conversations. And again, I, I don't know what it is. I just think that people are friendlier here for some reason, and, and I always was more comfortable striking up a conversation here than I was anywhere else. Um, I think it was, it was really because of where I was. So a lot of those downsides that I was fearful of before I, I went very quickly went away because those things weren't necessarily present. So uh, I think this was really interesting, and I think hopefully it will help somebody, hopefully more than one person, who is maybe thinking about going alone or has wanted to do it and never been able to sort of take that leap because of some of the fears or maybe didn't realize some of the benefits of going alone. I think that's what it is too. I think there's a lot of benefits to going alone as opposed to just um, obviating some of the, the, the potential fears that they have. I think there is something, like you said, Maria, that's very empowering. I think, uh, Terry, like it allows you to be a, a kid again and stand. You can do the things maybe that you hadn't done before. Um, so I want to ask you, the listener, 
Have you ever gone to Walt Disney World alone? If so, what was the best part for you? What was the thing that you enjoyed most about going? And if not, if you haven't gone, hopefully this maybe will help you. Tell me if this will maybe be the thing that will help you go on your solo trip to Walt Disney World. And you know what, Terry, because you mentioned it, if you do go to Walt Disney World alone or with friends and you do want to take the audio tour of the Magic Kingdom with you when you go, if you go to www.radio.com, if you go to the shop there and order the audio tours, if you use the checkout code BOX40, B-O-X-40, you can save 40% for a limited time on one or all of the audio tours and hopefully that will uh, it will be like you and I are going together. It's like you and I are walking through the parks together, but you don't have to worry about sharing your cronut with me. Um, Terry, <laughs> Maria, and Stan, thank you guys so much. Um, this has been so much fun to uh, to tackle this topic with you. Uh, if you guys want to share any of your social accounts, so if people do want to be friends with you in real life or on the uh, on the interwebs. Feel free to share as much or as little as you'd like. Like now. Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have new friends on Facebook. Um, I'm Terry Stinson Darty on Facebook, and that's I have an Instagram account. Account. I always have to give people my name, which is my email, which is really funny. Um, it's Goofy for Mickey TD and. <laughs> Don't insult me and ask me, Goofy, for what? As one lady did. I mean, you know, to make life easy for you, so you don't have to worry about spelling it out, I will also put links to all of your <laughs> social accounts in the show notes, too. Well, I, me and everyone in the room with me spelled it out for her in song. I guess you would know that that happened. So there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Yes, you can stalk me online if you go to my... <laughs> Not in a creepy web- kind of way, please. <laughs> no, please don't. Please. Please. I have enough of those. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> if you go to my, my website, mariariboli.com, you can find all my personal links there, um, my acting and directing and uh, all that fun stuff. And I also have two podcasts as well one Lou you were a guest on one of those it was a lot of fun to have you um, one is unleashthemagicpodcast.com again you find all the links there and the other one is thestagedoorpodcast.com and you'll find all the links to Facebook Twitter all that fun stuff oh, God you must never sleep with all these things going on <laughs> I thought I was busy I <laughs> there's no rest for the wicked <laughs> and Mr. Solo well, I have an Instagram account and a Twitter account, which I never, ever go on, but I do spend a lot of time on Facebook. And if you friend me on Facebook, you're pretty much guaranteed to see some pictures of poutine. And, and listen, dude, that's why we're friends. I mean, I like you as a person, too, but it's the poutine pictures. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you. Uh, yeah, and I will put, um, I'll put links to all these in the, uh, in the show notes. This was a lot of fun. Uh, but hopefully very, very helpful. You know, if you go to Walt Disney World Solo, you can be as alone as you want to be. And sometimes, for a lot of us, these are some of the best trips we have ever taken. It's been uh, such a pleasure getting to meet some of you guys on your solo trips and the uh, the wonderful friendships that we have had as a result of it. So, Stan, Maria, and Terry, thank you guys so very much. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. Thank All right, you, Lou. Quick, rapid fire. 
what restaurant is your favorite restaurant to go to Walt Disney World alone in? Go, Terry, Maria, and Tepanito. then Sam. Tepanito. Tepanito. Oh my God, you can't ask me that. Yes, I can. I just did. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, oh my goodness, I'm going to go... Ah, I'm gonna go with Tapanita, but also Yak and Yeti, and of course, <laughs> oh, no. That's a Lumanjello oh, no. answer, my gosh. <laughs> well, I didn't do it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying, did you say? I didn't hear you. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, while I while I didn't do it, I would have done Beer Garden had I gone. Wow. That, that would have been my choice. Nothing like some good uh, sausage and some piles and piles of meat on your plate and new friends <laughs> sitting beside you. <laughs> Well, when you put it that way, good sausage and piles of meat on your plate. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via email or the online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. But before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were talking about some of the influences on Main Street USA, both real and imagined, and the references to stories and characters and films. And one of the aspects of Main Street that I love so much is the welcome show at the train station with the characters and the citizens of Main Street USA. I think the music just sort of puts you in the mood and puts a smile on your face and gets you ready for the first meal uh, attraction of the day. So you may not have realized that the show that they sing, that good morning show, was not created for the parks. Instead, it came from a 1939 Busby Berkeley motion picture based on a Richard Rogers musical comedy. And your question last week was to tell me what was the name of that original 1939 Busby Berkeley film. Now, I gave you a hint because the song in that film was performed as a duet by an actress who can be found in Walt Disney World in audio animatronics form. Last week, we got probably the most amount of entries ever. I don't know if it was the question that was interesting or because I was giving away a WDW Radio travel mug, but we had over a 1,000 entries from this one, and the correct answer was Babes in Arms. It was a 1937 Richard Rogers comedy that was made in to the 1939 Busby Berkeley film starring, and here's where your, your your hint came in, it starred Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland, who you can find in The Great Movie Ride, obviously for The Wizard of Oz. Now, I did receive a number of entries that had Singing in the Rain as the answer, which makes sense because the film can be found in there and may have even been made more popular from Singing in the Rain. It did star Gene Kelly who can be found in The Great Movie Ride in audio-animatronics form. But the question did ask, what was the name of that 1939 film? That being said, if you said Singing in the Rain, I don't care. I put it in the randomizer as well, and I randomly selected one winner who's going to receive the 102 Ways to Save Money for that Walt Disney World book. You're also going to receive the... All seven of the virtual audio walking tours of, the, of Magic Kingdom, a WW Radio Magic Band cover, WW Radio stickers, and the 
insulated WDW Radio hot and cold travel mug, which is not available on the shop or anywhere else. So I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week's winner is... Karen House. So Karen, congratulations. You used the online form, so I have your address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So all these people think I'm talking to them, but I'm really just talking to you. Now that's not just what I'm saying because I really do mean it. I do this show for you, the individual that's listening, but that's also the clue for this week's contest. Tell me where in Walt Disney World you've heard the phrase, all these people think I'm talking to them, but I'm really just talking to you. You have until Sunday, July 24th at 11.59 p.m. to either email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Better yet, go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the entry form there, fill out all your information. And again, you're playing for the 102 Ways book, all the audio tours, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, and since so many of you seem to really like the new prize, I'm also going to include a WW Radio hot and cold travel mug as part of your prize package. So good luck and have fun. Oh, and before I forget, how many of you listened all the way to the very, very end of last week's show, even after the outro? Because if you did, sometimes I throw little Easter eggs in there Last week, I played a clip of Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland singing the song from Babes in Arms just to give you a little bit of a clue and a hit. So make sure you listen to the very end. You never know what you might find. Good luck. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Thanks again to my guests, Terry, Maria, and Stan Solo. You can find their contact info on this week's show notes. Also want to thank some new members of the WW Radio Nation family, including Dennis Stragfors, John Lang, Aaron Stau, Cord Cooper, and Lisa Donato glasner I sincerely appreciate you and the love and the support you are extending me and the show. And if you want to help the show and get cool rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, personalized magic band covers, backpacks, care packages from Walt Disney World, and lots more, please visit www.radio.com support. Again, completely optional, great way for you to help the show, and also don't forget that a portion of the proceeds will go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. A couple of quick announcements before we wrap things up this week. It is time, once again, for The Purge. What I mean by that is this. Uh, for years, I have kept my collection of Disney items that I have gathered over the past 40-some-odd years. So much of it are still in boxes, in storage, and I have finally realized that I have a limited amount of shelf space and time to go through it all, so I want to share it with you in hopes that it will reach people who will enjoy and appreciate and be able to display it or read it or whatever. So starting today, I am starting to put and purge more of these items back up on eBay. My seller name is Second Star Media, or you could just go to wdwradiocom slash eBay. I'm going to start off with 
some of the thousands of, literally thousands of documents I have, including uh, cast member materials, pre-opening documents, souvenir books, maps, attraction scripts, cast member newspapers, theme park merchandise, books, pins, artwork, one-of-a-kind collectibles, and lots more. And then I also have some of the other geeky things from Star Wars and look like stuff like that I'll be listing too. Um, and who else know, knows what I might find in the garage and in the closets and in some of the boxes. Uh, new auctions will be listed every Sunday night. Uh, again, you can visit www.radio.com slash eBay to check out the auctions. Uh, don't forget that in addition to the show, please go and check out the site and the amazing team of blog writers that we have there. Subscribe to our newsletter. Check out the videos. I've got some really neat stuff coming down the pike very, very soon. And subscribe to our email newsletter to get exclusive content and contests and offers and updates and information. If you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. Or better yet, I want to hear from you whether it's about this week's show or you have a question or a comment or just a hello from the parks. So you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-9391. Connect with me on the social at twitter.com slash loumangelo. Instagram, I'm at loumangelo. And please like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio. Got some neat stuff coming over there soon as well. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out today for the meet of the month over at Art of Animation. Really had a good time meeting so many new people and seeing some old familiar faces and friends. Uh, as I say, and I really believe, as much as I love connecting with you online and having conversations there, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. To find out more, visit the events page at www.radio.com or on facebook.com slash WW Radio. The next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is likely going to be the weekend of August 27th. I'll have details on that coming soon. You can also find out about our e-ticket adventure, our cruise this November from New York to Puerto Rico on the Disney Magic. And as we were talking about our double dip next year, June 25th through the 30th, 2017, five-night cruise from Port Canaveral with two stops on Castaway Key on the Disney Dream. Also, you can find us at some of the upcoming uh, Disney, the Run Disney events. And if you want to be part of the WW Radio running team to either run, walk, walk, jog, or cheer at the events, you can visit www.radio.com slash running. I also do other events on the road as I travel to speak at conferences and schools. And if I can help you by maybe coming to speak at your event or maybe helping you turn your passion into your profession, you can visit loumangelo.com for more information. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel there are my official and recommended travel provider because it's who I use, it's who I love, and they offer amazing service all at no cost to you. You can visit them at mousefantravel.com, visit celebrationspress.com to get a little bit of Disney magic delivered to your door or your device each and every month. And as always, my friends, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, I promise you that, but all I ask is that if you like the show, Please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links on Facebook. Or if you see a post about this week's show on Facebook, share it with your friends or in other groups. And please take a minute to go rate and review the show over on iTunes. 
Thanks to you, we have more than 1,200 five-star reviews on iTunes. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Duda Maths, who says, Among my world-traveling and infinitely interesting fellow Brooklyn hipsters, Disney is a tough headspace. He says his friends are like, why are you into that, bro? Well, he says, obviously, I and you, the other listeners, uh, completely understand. He likes the show. It speaks to him with the humor, optimism, and, of course, the pot roast mac and cheese. Duda Maths, I'm with you, brother. Uh, unmissable is what Claire Cass won from the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland says. She says, Lou makes every individual listening truly believe that he is talking to them because I am and that I really does care about them because I do. And she's listened for years and we have a virtual friend. Hopefully, uh, Claire, we can meet in real life one of these days. And addictive is what J Boyd 1983 uh, thinks about the show. Thank you all so very much for the reviews. Thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen and share on social and the tweets and the Facebooks and everybody that came out to the meet of the month today. Um, I just feel like, I don't know, man. It, I feel so much love from you guys and I appreciate it. And I appreciate you so, so very much. And because of you, I, I am able to do this every day, and for that, I'm grateful. And I want you to, to hopefully take some inspiration from that. And remember that you need to work hard, right, for what you really want in life. And Because sometimes it's difficult to follow your dreams, but it would be a tragedy not to. So do what you love, work towards that every single day, and always have faith in whatever it is that you are doing. I hope that you have an amazing week this week. I hope to see you on Wednesday night on Facebook Live. So until next time, thanks again. See ya. Hey, Lou. John from Vessel, New York calling. I just listened to show 452, Top 10 Secrets You Never Knew About Magic Kingdom. And Ryan talked about the firehouse on the courtyard there, right as you enter the Magic Kingdom on the left. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's another... Uh, firehouse exactly like that one. Uh, as far as I know, only one other place in the entire world outside of Disney World, and that is in Cape May, New Jersey. And my family and I travel to Cape May, New Jersey almost every summer for vacation on the beach. And uh, while we're there, we always make a couple of trips by the firehouse, walk through it, and have good memories about our Disney uh, vacation. So just a little tidbit in case you and your listeners, listeners didn't know. Love the show. Great job, Lou, as always. Talk to you soon. Hey, Lou, just finishing up uh, episode 452 on uh, my wonderful sunny Atlanta drive home. And uh, I want to thank you for that great little Easter egg at the end. Lou, for that trivia question. Very nice, very nice. Last time I was in the great movie ride, I was compelled to hunt down the Busby Berkeley collection. Looked at some of those on the telly. And just want to say once again, we just all appreciate what you do so much. Thanks a bunch, Kim in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Lou. This is Christine Ware from Virginia. I just got back from my very first trip to Disneyland um, after growing up visiting Disney World uh, lots of times. And uh, you're Podcasts were a big help to me. Um, also kind of got me to think about food as part of the experience and not just a necessary evil. So uh, in the course of my visit, I have had two cozy cones, um, two kebabs, two Dole Whips, 
Uh, it was a little too full for the beignets, but um, looking for the different food options and the unique ones really added to my trip. So thanks again, and uh, keep the podcast coming. Good morning, Lou Mancello. This is Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and it is a beautiful morning. I'm walking my puppies, Chip and Cogsworth. And it is 115 days until our e-ticket adventure. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is getting so exciting because this is meaning that in a few little weeks, we will be able to start booking our reservations on our cruise. Oh, wow. Just thinking of how I want to do the Apollo brunch this time. We're going to try to get into that on one of our sea days. And my girlfriend, Karen, is so excited about this upcoming cruise. Her and I keep going back and forth at work. When is the next day that we can do something? So I know I am 39 days now um, away from my Walt Disney World trip, too, with my family. The girls still do not know that they are going, so the secret is staying safe. And my daughter just had her bridal shower this past Sunday, and the wedding is almost two months away. So... We are very, very happy family with all of the events coming up this upcoming few months. I hope everybody has a safe and very magical day. Thank you, Lou, for all you do. Bye-bye. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. Nothing to do, cause I there's nothing to do But I'm dancing on my
maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Ha 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 